Hi, podcast listeners, and welcome to the February 7th, 2018 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. It's still chilly here in Hong Kong, but the sun has shown its face and given us something to smile about. The temperatures have dipped so far in the past week that our local frost chasers have been going up the mountains in hopes of seeing some frost firsthand. So far, they haven't had any luck. Our cold temperatures don't stop us from saying a warm thank you to our listeners in Hong Kong and all over the world. This week, we'd like to say hello to our listeners in Luzet, France, Crediton, Canada, and Cooper, Scotland. And, of course, hello to our listeners in our Hong Kong hometown. Thanks for tuning in. Our February live show with the theme Escape is Coming Together. The show will be performed live at the Fringe Club in Hong Kong on Monday, February 26th. Get your tickets now by following the link on hongkongstories.com. You can also find details of our free weekly workshops, past podcasts, and information on other upcoming shows on the website. Again, it's hongkongstories.com. You can find past episodes and subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Don't miss a story again. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. The story in today's podcast was told in our January 2018 show, which had the theme Abandoned. The show was curated and directed by our January host, Jen, and this story was written and performed by Madeline before a live audience at the Fringe Club in Hong Kong. I hope you enjoy Madeline's story. The opportunity to teach in Hong Kong came my way, and I took it. I packed my considerable life into boxes, and what I thought I would need for the adventure into two suitcases, and I abandoned the familiar without really knowing what I was abandoning it for. Luckily, I have friends in Hong Kong, and I could stay with them for the week or two weeks it would take for my school to sort out my papers. Did I say week or two weeks? The infamous Hong Kong bureaucracy had other plans. For them to verify my uh, qualifications took four weeks, and then there was all kinds of other paperwork. By the end, I stayed three to four months with my dear suffering friends. Everything in Hong Kong seems to be wrapped in meters of red tape. Now, in South Africa, red tape is, in many cases, obsolete. We don't follow rules. We don't tick boxes. We don't consult anybody in authority. Something needs to be done, it gets done. However, I finally got the job, and I started working there. Now, this is a Hong Kong government primary school. In South Africa, I taught at an avant-garde high school. Rules were mere suggestions. And the children came bare feet, not because they couldn't afford shoes. No, we really catered for the affluent hippie. When I took my shoes off in a classroom here the first time, pandemonium broke out. The neat Hong Kong students' uniforms, their quiet disposition made me long for the teenagers I used to teach. Children that carried their hearts on their sleeves, sometimes with anger, sometimes with rudeness, but always with passion. But it wasn't the biggest culture shock. The biggest culture shock for me was the way the Hong Kongese seemed to think about time. At my school, your dedication to your job is not measured by the work you do, but by the hours that you are at the place of work. Now, I find that bizarre. 
That and, of course, relationships I found strange. I've been there for almost a year, and none of my colleagues have ever asked me to their homes, or for that matter, anything personal about my life. They know I'm from Africa because I tell them. But to them, South Africa and South America are sort of the same place. <laughs> and very far removed from there, we work, and for holidays we go to Japan. Reality. <laughs> but I started working, and the, one of the first things that I really uh, got to me was if you are a teacher from any other country coming to South Africa, I believe that you would be inundated with friendliness. People will ask you to their homes. They will ask you to church services. They will ask you away for weekends. They will ask you to partake in hunting for the buck that you may eat or may not eat that evening. One Sunday, I was feeling particularly sorry for myself. I was trying to find a restaurant in Lanto, a South African restaurant, and I couldn't. And then I ended up on like King Station, and I was miserable, and I was tired, and I wanted to go home, home South Africa. And to add insult to injury, a bunch of women pushed past me as soon as the Mongkok bus train came in. They ran for the seats, and I was livid. And I was just going to say something, when the man who was, uh, they also pushed me aside said to me, Never mind. I was stunned. I got onto the tram. I had to stand. So did he. But he said to me, he said, never mind. And then he smiled serenely. And we just exchanged a brief smile. And all of a sudden, not finding that restaurant in Latau, the South African restaurant, didn't matter anymore. There's a certain kind of magic in the never mind attitude. It is an attitude that makes this place special. And I think it comes from people living on top of one another. And yet they seem to be very unaggressive, definitely unviolent. In South Africa, safety is a little bit of a luxury. So this non-violent attitude really got to me. I mean, in South Africa, you have to be able to afford your security gates, your security company, your security uh, cameras, and even then you could be a soft target. So feeling safe was quite something for me in Hong Kong. And talking about the rules, I started art classes here. Now, it's not the first class time that I did art classes, and it's not the first time that I actually published my work on Facebook. But it was the first time I ever got such an overwhelming response. My friends really responded very positively to it. And the, the reason was because I was taught by a guy that was following the rules. He said to me, no, 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 for this technique, you need that kind of uh, brush. And for that, you need this kind of technique. So I've learned to even appreciate the rules. I must say I find it very hard still to make peace with this idea that you have to work a certain amount of hours to be respected. But on the other hand, maybe, never mind, never mind. Thanks for listening to this story brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. If you want to know more about learning to tell great stories, visit us on hongkongstories.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, 
do tell your friends. We publish new stories every Wednesday. May your week be filled with warm thoughts and possibly, if you like that kind of thing, just a hint of frost. Everyone has a story to tell. <laughs>